Hi, I'm Andy Truscott, Program Officer with the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host today. My guest is Jennifer Bowes, the Executive Director of the Greater Wilmington Convention and Visitors Bureau. Jennifer, welcome to the Delaware State of the Arts. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Convention and Visitors Bureau does and why it is such an important part of the ecosystem of downtown Wilmington? Sure. So we are the destination marketing organization for Wilmington, as well as the Brandywine Valley. So all of Northern Delaware, we're a membership-based organization. Um, and why we're important is we promote all of our offerings to people outside of the state. So our goal is to bring in visitors and bring in revenue for all of our tourism dependent businesses. And also the side benefit of that is our residents also get to have a good idea of all the many amazing things we have here to do in our northern part of Delaware. Can you talk a little bit about um, how it is that the, the Bureau is funded? So we're primarily funded from the public accommodations tax. Approximately 98% of our revenue comes from that. And what that is, is the tax that people pay when they stay in a hotel in Delaware. So we get a percentage of that, as does the state tourism office, as do the other two county DMOs, um, Beach Replenishment Fund, the general fund. Um, I can only imagine that you guys saw a hit during the COVID years. Have you seen that rebound uh, post-COVID? So, yeah, during COVID, it was, it was, it was terrible. Um, we lost our visitor center, as many of you know. Um, we're in the process of, of reimagining it and trying to figure out what the next step is with that. We had to furlough a number of our staff members and, number, and lay off a number of our staff members. Um, but through good fiscal management and creativity, we were able to stay solvent and, and still serve our mission of promoting the area. Um, the public accommodations tax is coming back in Newcastle County, but it's coming back more slowly than say it is in Southern Delaware because we're so reliant on business travel and that hasn't come back fully yet. Sure, sure. Uh, we all know Delaware has so many opportunities to enjoy not only events, but the arts all year long. What are some summer-specific arts-focused events that you uh, maybe enjoyed this year? So I haven't enjoyed this one yet, but it's one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Um, so Delaware Shakes came back last year, but not in its full capacity. Um, but this year they're producing The Tempest. Um, in its entirety at Rockwood Park from July 15th to the 31st. And I think that's going to be an amazing, um, an amazing summer festival. And the other great thing is they're introducing a pay what you can scale. So it makes the arts more approachable to a wider range of, of people with, you know, some people that may have limited income can still introduce their children to the arts and enjoy it themselves. I know we just passed the ice cream festival and the Italian festival. Are there any other uh, what I would call uh, sector-based food festivals coming up we should know about? Uh, well, there is the, is the burger. Ah, um, uh, yes. The big burger event that's coming back this year um, to Rockford Park. Um, and I, actually, I've already gotten my tickets for that. And I think everybody in this office is really excited about it, as is everybody in entire Northern Delaware. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Northern Delaware itself has so many opportunities to enjoy arts all year long. Uh, are there specific uh, events in Northern Delaware that you think our listeners should be sure to take advantage of? 
So one I want to bring attention to is the artisan market at Winneter that's coming up July 16th and 17th because it's new. Um, I had the pleasure of going to the inaugural festival last year, and it was just a really amazing group of artisans. It was a really wonderful time. Um, nice day to spend out at Winneter. So that's one of the ones that I'm looking forward to again this year, and I think everybody should check out. There are also so many opportunities around Wilmington and the surrounding area to enjoy live music this summer. Um, the Riverfront has a concert series. Um, there's a concert series in Battery Park, too, that goes through, I believe, August the 10th. Um, and then there are live music venues all throughout the city. The Queen, Tonic, Docklands down on the Riverfront, Nomad, also a local favorite, um, House of Laughs, Dewpoint Brewery, another place I love to go. It's pretty near my house. They have great uh, entertainment on the weekends and great brews. Um, and Bellefonte Brewing as well also has live music. So I think those are, that's just kind of a small sampling of what there is to do. What are some of the things that you guys hear as an organization from these groups coming into town for either business or, or pleasure of what they're looking for uh, for their attendees or their guests? Well, I think... Ever since COVID, people are looking to always add an element of entertainment and fun to their business once the business is done for the day. So they are looking for that live music. They're looking for a great dining experience. They're looking for culture. Um, outdoor activities, too, are still big. Um, and what we hope is that they come for business, have a little bit of time to explore our area, and then come back later and bring their families for a longer getaway. Have you found that there's always a, uh, a must go to that you find that a lot of your guests uh, gravitate towards? Well, I would say that because they're the most well-known, a lot of guests are very interested in the DuPont estate. So Winneter, Hagley, Longwood right across the border, um, Nemours. Um, another lesser known gem that has a DuPont connection is the Gibraltar Gardens, which are free. Sure. Um, in downtown Wilmington. It, I like to say it reminds me of the garden and the secret garden, um, the children's book. So I think those are the go-to most definitely. And if uh, if you are a venue that was interested in being contacted when a group like this comes to town, do you guys provide uh, alerts when groups of this kind of magnitude or size come into town? Yes, we do. So if you are a venue that host, that can host an event, so not just a hotel, but say you have you have a space where where a conference could have a party or, you know, after hours cocktail reception. We do provide leads. Um, and then in addition to that, if it's a large conference coming into um, into the city, we send out an alert. Great. Um, you know, for example, the A-10, um, which is a women's basketball tournament that was in our city in the early spring. We sent out an alert about that and the other Huge one coming up in August is the BMW Championship, um, the PGA Tournament. Uh, I've heard that hotel rooms are hard to come by during that weekend. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. The full service hotels, I believe that they've had blocks taken out for months upon months now, mostly by sponsors, the golfers, media. It's going to be a big it's going to be a big deal for our region. I know the Visitors Bureau also sometimes coordinates interviewers uh, or other press as they come into town. Uh, can you think back to maybe a favorite story out of Wilmington that's come out recently? So a favorite story that's been told in the media? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so one of my favorite stories is uh, we've gotten a lot of um, a lot of a press lately in Philadelphia about our dining scene. Sure. And there was a piece recently, I believe it was on Eater, which is an online um, resource for foodies that said that we're coming after Philly's food scene, which I think is huge. Yeah. Because Philly has an amazing food scene. Well, especially with the opening of Bardea Steak uh, and just the rest of the Market Street uh, corridor, I think we're seeing a real uh, reimagination of what the city can be after five o'clock. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was downtown last weekend and we actually went for the first time to Bardea Steak and there was such an excitement and buzz on Market Street and it's really great to see. Um, and I think also the whole facade of Market Street looks amazing, which adds to that excitement. Um, so I, think I know I know we just passed the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival, which was a huge event for downtown Wilmington uh, and a free event for the community to come and listen to some jazz music. Uh, for events like that, do you hear from the vendors or the uh, businesses as a whole that those events uh, draw meaningful financial impact to them? So for the most recent Clifford Brown Festival, which I think is the first one where we've kind of gotten back up to speed post-COVID, we don't have the impact data or information yet, but what I will say is we worked concertedly with the city this year to make it more of an overnight event. Um, we'll, we'll hopefully have the results of that back soon, but we did put together packages to encourage people to come in from out of state and enjoy the festival because it is amazing. And you get to see some really top-notch performers. And like you said, it, that there's no cost involved. For people that uh, may be coming into town, either that don't know Delaware or Wilmington, but uh, will be staying in town for either a personal event or a business event, uh, many of the hotels and or the bureau offers kind of stay and play packages, yes? Right. So one that isn't, isn't, is a fall package, but I do want to talk about is the 321, which we introduced over COVID. So it's three attractions that you get to visit for free with a two night stay in a local hotel. Um, and that was a huge, huge success um, last year. So we're gonna be bringing it back again this fall. Um, and again, it, the idea is to encourage people to come, not only explore our attractions, but stay overnight. Do you think there's a, an attraction that is always the, the favorite for out of towners? Are we back to the gardens for those? Well, I think a lot of people um, are, are starting to overall like to go to the riverfront. Sure. Um, when we've brought writers there or meeting planners, they're really amazed uh, because it's come so far over the last decade. Um, they're really impressed with it. And I think that that is something if people come to this office and they say, I only have an afternoon to spend, you know, where, where, where should I spend it? I say Market Street and walk down to the riverfront. That jam trail is a great asset as well that goes into historic Newcastle. I want to take a minute just to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Today, I'm talking with Jennifer Bowes, the Executive Director of the Greater Wilmington Convention and Visitors Bureau. And we've just been convincing about some of the favorite places for visitors in Wilmington. Um, and some of that, right, is not just where we can go to listen to music or go eat, but sometimes it's about consuming art. And so I hear there are some new art galleries that have opened in downtown Wilmington. What can you tell us about those? So um, Marketplace Gallery is one of the new ones on West 9th. 
Um, it has monthly exhibits, it's great. Um, also Artscape, which has art exhibits, but it's also an events space and it's gonna have pop-up shops. And that's added to a huge mix it's, it, I actually think that Market Street and Environs is becoming a destination for art gallery visitation and art gallery shopping. Um, we did a blog not that long ago, um, and I was amazed at the number of art galleries that are that are in that area. Um, so some of the others that aren't necessarily new but definitely worth a visit um, is your own mezzanine gallery, of course. Um, DCAD is amazing. Lafitte. Um, the sold firm is great right off Market Street. Um, they do some really uh, great events when they have um, exhibition openings. Chris White Gallery, Christiana Cultural Arts Center, and then also Brex Mill. So they had they had re the, the Somerville Gallery, excuse me, had relocated because they had sustained some storm damage. Um, it through I believe it was through the the hurricane the edges of the hurricane that passed through here and they just reopened in their original space. And I visited it in early spring and it, it's just gorgeous. I mean, even you out the window is just a work of art. So. And I know there are also spaces out there uh, that might not be considered necessarily an art gallery, but things like milk and honey coffee shop always has local art on the walls uh, as well as the two galleries that are at the grand, both the baby grand and the grand lobby that, are open anytime they have shows, but also for the public should they want to come in to see it. Yes, I'm glad you brought those up because I think those are things that people don't, you know, naturally think of, but definitely also worth a visit. And Milk and Honey, Quincy Watkins is a, is a, affiliated with us. He's a board member and he's a great community partner. Great. Um, great, uh, great at sharing local art, but also, you know, bringing events to downtown that bring everybody together, so... Do you see this expansion of the galleries really providing opportunities for local artists to have their art seen by uh, collectors and arts enthusiasts uh, nationwide? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think there is definitely a sector of visitor that whereas, you know, some of us might, you know, you know, purchase a local food to take home to remind us of an area there. There is another group that will come and buy a work of art to, you know, as a memory of them visiting our area. So I definitely think it can become a driver for out-of-state visitation. And we would be remiss if we didn't bring up Miss Eunice for a memory of, of Wilmington. Uh, anyone that stops by her gallery uh, leaves Wilmington with definitely a memory. Uh, and she worked so hard to bring those Jamaican, uh, Jamaican influences to everyone's yes. home. She is a fireball. She's a great cheerleader for our region, and, and I love her gallery. Um, she's a member as well, um, right on Market Street. So, And a lot of uh, our listeners can visit these galleries uh, every Friday, or not every Friday, but every first Friday of the month on Wilmington's Art Loop. Um, I know that returned in the winter of 2021 after being on a hiatus for nearly two years due to COVID. Uh, can you talk to me about Art Loop a little bit. How's it going? Do we see it growing? Uh, what's the reception? So that is a program that is actually, believe it or not, 31 years old. Wow. And when it was reintroduced after that COVID hiatus, attendance was so high. I know they sold out um, at least the first couple, maybe even more. Um, and I think that interest has just continued to grow. And I think the last time I looked, they had something like 20 venues on the last art loop. Um, and you don't actually have to 
take the the bus. You can kind of go around on your own, which I think is great. You can do it at self pace and visit as many as you want to. Um, I think it's a really great program for our downtown. And the loop is free. So it's not yeah. that you have to sign up. It's just the concept of being able to uh, attend all of these galleries on the same night and, and see all of these arts lovers out on the town. Right. I think it's a great, it's great at building excitement for our city. Um, are there any other kind of initiatives we don't know about that the Bureau is working on for the, to support the arts or the city? So to support the city as a whole, including the arts, we um, are, are in the process of putting the finishing touches on a video campaign that's going to be launched next spring. Um, so it kind of touches on all facets, facets of tourism uh, in Northern Delaware with a, with a fairly heavy focus on downtown Wilmington. Um, and that was made possible by an EDA grant we got through the state. So we're really, really excited about introducing the ad buys, which will be, a lot of it will be television. It will also be digital, social media um, next spring. Um, it's one of the largest ad buys we've ever been able to do. So we're really thankful that the state was able to grant us that money and make this possible. And it's going to go behind another program that I'm sure at least some of your listeners are familiar with. Um, It's the Brandywine Treasure Trail Passport that the Bureau does. That also had a brief hiatus because of COVID, and we brought it back this year. And what that is, is it's a passport that's good from Memorial Day through Halloween weekend. And it's good for visitation to 12 attractions for one price at a discount. Um, And you can visit as many or as little as you want in a day. So you have that entire span of time um, to use the passport. And it's really popular. And this year, I think we're going to exceed any sales that we've had in past years, which is really exciting. I think it's a great reminder that uh, people are just looking to get out of the house and back to these uh, entities that they've missed for so long. Uh, And I feel like that's a narrative we hear from a lot of these organizations, which is we just need you to come back. Right. Just need you to to be a friend again uh, so that we can continue our reopening plans. Um, As a as an outsider, as a tourist, uh, sometimes there are more targeted uh, viewpoints that we might want in the city. Does the Bureau provide any kind of fam tours or familiarity tours with the area? So if I wanted to just tour all of the the best restaurants in Wilmington. Is that something that I can reach out to the Bureau on? So what I would suggest for that that type of thing is to, on our website, visit wilmingtonde.com. There are a number of itineraries and they're themed. Um, There are also blogs that cover specifically food, specifically, you know, different sectors of the arts, say performing arts, art galleries, like I talked about before. Um, So that's the kind of thing that we do offer. Great. What other resources do you, can they find on your website? Uh, the calendar of events is huge. Um, so we are a member-based organization, but any entity, um, you know, there are a few parameters that, that has an event that would attract visitors or be of interest to visitors can, can list their event on our calendar. So for people in town and even locals, it's a great place to look for things to do during the week or weekend right. all year round. And I can find hotel and accommodation information on your website as well. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have pretty much hotel to match any travel style or price point. Great. Here. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, is there a specific event or opening that you are most excited for this summer? So I am originally from Southern Delaware. 
And growing up, I always looked forward every fall to the powwow um, down in Millsboro, Delaware. It's a Native American celebration um, the local Nanakook Indians put on. And this year, in connection to the Indigenous Spaces of Wilmington exhibit, which is taking place at the Delaware Art Museum, the Delaware Art Museum is going to bring a little bit of that to northern Delaware so that we up here can experience that. And it's July 23rd. Great. We have just a, another minute or two here. Is, are there any other events or pieces of information that you'd like to, to give out to our listeners? Um, I think the other thing I, I, I think that is exciting is Winnetor is having the Winnetor to White House mm-hmm. exhibition through January, um, which tells the tale of Jackie O, Jackie O, Jackie Kennedy at the time, her relationship with Mr. DuPont, who uh, they partnered together together to kind of make what became Camelot. They they redid the White House and that's a really interesting exhibit. Great. Well, we've come to the end of our time and I'd love, love to thank Jennifer Bose for joining us today. If you'd love to see the treasure trove of resources on their website, you can visit them again at www.visitwilmingtonde.com. And again, this is the Delaware State of the Arts airing on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 W-D-O-V. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you.